You are listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art teacher, and creative coach. I'm here to share with you my journey as an artist. I believe we are all born to create. It just takes practice, patience, and persistence to get to where you want to be. So stay tuned. This is episode 9 of the Creative Spirits Podcast. Today my guest is Brooke Harker. She is an artist based in Los Angeles, California. She mainly does cityscapes and coastal scenes and she uses oil paints and her paintings have a rich, thick texture and vibrant magical colors. And she is also the creator of Saturday Night Live art shows, which she started in March of 2020 during the shutdowns. So artists could have a platform to share their work online on Facebook Live or on Instagram and connect with other artists. And that's how we became even closer as friends. And we collaborated and just had an amazing time together. And she has been my friend for the past eight years, and she has guided me on my art journey and has given me golden nuggets of wisdom and inspiration during this time that we've been friends. And it has been such a guiding force in my life. And really, it's an honor to have her as a friend. And I wanted to share all these insights with you because I found them so helpful. So please stay tuned. Hi, Brooke. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Okay. So I started my first episode with how you inspired me to be the artist I am today. Now I want to do the same for others. That's why I'm doing all of this in this podcast. And I wanted to talk about what inspiration means to you and its ripple effect on others. Well, thank you for 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 including that bit of our journey in your first episode. It was very, very sweet. Um, what inspiration means to me, I guess, is is just an honor uh, for all the different people, whether it's places or art or people or books or plays or whatever it is that that brings that's brought me inspiration. We we never know as as creators or people who create things uh, who that reaches, and it's not even just art that inspires people. It's it, it really can be anything, and so it's. It's just that idea of when that when whenever we're each doing um, our best to be who we are, that ignites a certain joy that's contagious, and other people see it or they feel it, and then maybe they get curious about, oh, what could I make or what could I create or what do I love to do? Maybe they love to cook or garden or or travel or write, whatever it is. So, just a power in uh, in sharing those those messages and parts of ourselves because we don't know who they reach. 
Tell me about your childhood and how you were surrounded by creativity because of your mom. Well, um, when I was little, my mom, well, she is and always was an artist. So I, particularly from the age of seven on, I grew up with, um, my mom will go to the community theater and she would be in plays and working on the costumes and painting backdrops. And I would, I was around all of that. So while she would be rehearsing for a play, I would be in the costume room stringing buttons or uh, there was a mannequin and then all the fabrics that you can imagine. I got to drape and create outfits and I was always dressed up in costumes and watching her paint backdrops. And then she also, and so all of her friends were on stage, behind stage. And then she also started going back to school when I was seven to um, Iowa State University where she was majoring in art and also English. And so I would go with her to her art classes and she'd set up a little easel for me next to her or at night she'd be doing her homework and I always wanted to help. So she'd give me my own projects next to her where she'd show me shading or, or different projects like that. So I was pretty much, it wasn't that I was like put in a class. I just was around creative people all the time. And that was like school for you. Like that's where you learned everything, right? And I noticed that your dad was also very supportive. And what did he do? Well, my dad, uh, my dad has always been a photographer. So when I was nine, he got me my first little pink camera. And I started off going to the zoo, taking pictures of the animals. <laughs> um, and I just, he was always photographing trains. And so I'd go with him when he'd go to train yards and he'd be photographing the trains. And so he always would get upgrade and get me different cameras. So when I started traveling around the world uh, from pretty much 17 on, he always, you know, would get me plenty of film for my camera. And, uh, and, and even still now, he sends me photo paper for, and ink for the, the, the Canon photo printer. And he, he taught me about uh, composition and perspective, as, as did my mom. So I was really lucky to have two very, very um, artistically eyed parents. Yes. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because I feel, and being a parent myself, I feel it's so important to surround our kids with that creativity, especially if we want them to be creative. Um, I think it's, it's crucial. It's like, it's important. So I think there's something in watching both of my parents where neither of them, my mom wasn't making art, uh, for a profession. She was making it because she loved to make art. So she was always creating multiple things, whether she, she was usually redecorating some part of the house and then making something else. And there's always many things going. And my dad, his love of photography and trains, it's, it's always been about the love. And so I, I had a very strong foundation in that watching people create things that they love. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. So when did you decide you wanted to sell your artwork? Well, the first uh, selling of the artwork occurred probably around age five. Mm -hmm. And it was a phenomenal creation of 
rocks, which you actually love rock painting. Yes. But I had taken my 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 best friend and I at the time, uh, we lived in Iowa, kind of in, in a wooded area, and we we took the rocks from her driveway and we painted them. I think mainly purple, and then we set up a stand. And we waited for all the customers. I thought it was a really good deal because I marked them at 10 cents and then slashed them and so was trying to sell them for five. But it took us probably an hour or two to realize there was no people because she lived at the end of a dead end, like a driveway. So we, we moved then down by the, by the highway and then the cars would whiz by. Nobody would buy the rocks. And so I kind of did get in my head like, fine, I'll never sell my art. And then what we decided to do instead was to make hors d'oeuvres. And then we went door to door and gave them away to the neighbors. So that was my first, <laughs> my first story. story. <laughs> my first sell, uh-huh. selling of art was the rocks. And then, but also I had an offer when I was 10. My uh, elementary school had a uh, art show and there was a man that collected art and so there was an offer and I can't remember if I actually sold it or if I was like, no, my work's not for sale. I definitely sold, started selling at 18. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Um, and when did you decide you want to become a professional artist? Uh, well, I guess there's all different kinds of being an artist professionally. And so from the time I moved to Los Angeles, I pretty much was because I went into entertainment and that's a form of, uh, Art. And so that was my main, my main uh, livelihood for a good decade prior to the to the art selling. And as far as the paintings, what really happened was is just I wanted to paint. And eventually, there came a point when there had to be a place to put all the paintings. And so once I started exhibiting them, really selling them was just an incentive to have room to make more. So it it's not that I even aimed initially for that to be my full livelihood. Uh, I guess the as more and more paintings accumulated, I did aim for that more because I just understood there's no, as you know, where do the paintings go? Right. You have to, if you want to make more, there ha- unless you get you know some big storage unit. So, um, and also the time and the life force that it takes to make art, it it really does require to have that energy set aside for that uh, it is it's for a lot of people who are working multiple jobs or, or, or a day job, some of the best energy can, doesn't get to go into art, art in that way. So it really does help when the artists uh, being channeled into sales, because then that, you know, it's the cycle of that, that the, the finances from that going back into supporting, making more art. Did you have any, fears um about that about selling your art and how did you overcome those fears yeah i was i had a lot i at the t- like I, I had a few different people in my life who were super instrumental in helping me the first one was a woman named she's in los angeles named patricia bolter and she's a hypnotherapist and when i first started seeing her when I was 25, I couldn't even say I'm an artist. Like I, wow. I wouldn't even say the words. Uh, I just say, I just seemed like that's something that other people were or did. And I, other people would tell me you're an artist. And I was like, eh, and I just, I didn't see it. And then the other uh, person who was super uh, instrumental was Pam Castillo of the Clarity Institute. And I worked with her uh, with NLP 
both in as a practitioner to get my practitioner license and my master practitioner license. But early on, even before I took a training with her, I think I got to be like the the test uh, client in, for one of her classes. And the issue that I'd had at the time was that I could not comprehend how I could sell a painting for more than my how many hours I spent on it. And, you know, if I was thinking back then of like minimum wage, like maybe $10, $12, $15 an hour back in my early uh, 20s. Uh, well, actually, I met her later than my early 20s. But still, this the concept of, well, if I make a painting and it only took me two hours, how could I charge? Or in my work was I, back then, my, I was doing a lot more abstract work that I that maybe wouldn't take quite as long as the cityscapes I'm making now. But I couldn't comprehend all of the years that went into that. So the work that she did uh, with her students and through through a neurolinguistic programming exercise uh, helped me understand that the 30 years of investment is, you know, contributed to the painting. It's not one hour. It's not two hours. It's a lifetime of work. That's beautiful. Thank you. What inspired you to start Saturday Night Live art shows? And can you give us a little explanation about it? Yes. Well, <laughs> with the pandemic, I had pretty much prior to that for sharing on social media, I would mainly share photos of my paintings or me painting and it would just might be my back or me at an art exhibit. But I hadn't ever gone live or talked and I, I felt compelled probably about two weeks prior to starting Saturday Night Live art shows uh, to go on camera because I felt like so many people were in a position that I was used to being in, which was people are all of a sudden out of work. They didn't know where their paycheck was going to come from. And, and that's pretty much, I've always not known exactly where, where the next paycheck was coming from or when, or if there was going to be a bunch at once and then a gap or et cetera. So there was a couple of weeks there while I was coming on and sharing messages. And then I just got this idea, oh, let's, wouldn't it be fun to dress up and get different people who maybe I've wanted to exhibit with always, but didn't have a way to show with them because they're in different States or different countries and just say, Hey, whoever's going to do this, let's, let's, let's share, share our art because there's so many people who right now are sad and they're scared and maybe it'd be nice to have something in the feed other than scary things. And, you know, that's, that was the inspiration. Obviously you were one of the first <laughs> handful of people. I think okay. I, I tagged over 200 artists. Wow. My first post <laughs> and I was in my little evening gown and I was like, everyone's going to do this. And then, <laughs> no, that's not, most people don't want to go on camera. So, uh, really it was just this idea to share love and, and, uh, you know, be there for people at a time when they're kind of at home and lonely and lost. And yeah, that was kind of the idea. I, when I saw your first video, I was like, yeah, this looks like a fun, I'm going <laughs> to join in. <laughs> and then I did my first video and I was shaking so much. And when I looked back on it with my daughter, she's like, mommy, it looks like there's an earthquake. <laughs> Is it really? Well, I didn't think I would be so nervous. Um, but with 
doing it over and over and over again, like the nerves slowly started to fade and I really began to look forward to it and just dressing up because I wasn't going out anymore. I mean, we were just at home. That felt good just to dress up, put on some makeup and pretend we're going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just such a beautiful space you created for each artist and um, for us to have our little group, you know, Joan Marie, another artist and Nicole McDaniel also, they were joining in. And then we started, that's how everything started. Well, I'm going to interrupt you here because you're a little instigator. (laughs) Like, how did you start? Well, I I mean, if it was just me, I think it would have maybe, I mean, I thought, okay, I guess we'll do another week or two. But it was really, I think when you suggested making a video together, that's when we became co-hosts because we looked for who, who would be in the video. And then it became this fun thing to cheerlead for everybody and where all of a sudden we found that we that you and Joan Marie and Nicole and I had something in common which was it it's beyond just making art it's the desire to inspire other people to to create from where they're at at whatever level whether they're a child or whether they're you know professional artists that's selling all the time and to also share more of themselves so anyway, you're the instigator. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was fun to do. And uh, it really helped with my mood. And I'm sure so many others. And uh, I know many artists benefited from, from doing this. So how can other artists join in on the fun? Well, there's I, I keep a page on my website under my exhibitions page that's called Saturday Night Live Art Shows, where I keep all the directions and podcasts and all that. So people can go there and then read the directions and watch the video and harass Cheryl. She'll tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. Come to me. I'll, I'll tell you what to do as well. <laughs> Which artists have inspired you? Well, there's lots and lots of artists that have inspired me and continue to inspire me. The very, my very first memory beyond being inspired by my mom is when I was watching Sesame Street as a child and there was a little girl and she was painting on a window, like it was glass painting. And I was just mesmerized by that. Um, Also another one that, that stands out to me strongly is I was 19 years old and I was going to the University of Northern Iowa for theater and there was a little gallery at the edge of campus. And I went in there and there was this exhibit by this artist, Tatiana Ivashenko. And she used, it was portraits, but she used thick palette knife strokes. The whole, I think the whole thing was made with palette knives. It was all different colors. And I would go in there sometimes almost every day. I wanted to, I was so moved. I wanted to cry seeing that texture. And, and so that's somebody who is, most people, I mean, I mean, some people have heard of her, but in, I don't even know if she knows to what degree she affected me, but that's, that made me want to paint with a palette knife. And it really like, it touched my soul to a deep level. So I think a lot of times people assume that 
because there's, there's certain artists that are studied in school that everybody knows about and we see them in the museums, those are the ones that are going to inspire people. I think that's why it's so important to expose children and really anyone to art at any stage because the people that are going to be in museums someday are maybe not the ones that are museums now. And so when we get to go out and see the art that's out there, or even watching our, you know, our Saturday Night Live art shows, for example, we're getting to see the art that's being made. And so that, it, it had such a strong impact on me. So I think that's what one of the reasons I'm such a fan of just seeing art in general, because you never really know what what is going to inspire one person. I agree. And I feel there's so much emphasis on artists that aren't alive anymore that we forget to focus on the artists that are. And you never know what impact each artist will have on a person. So, yeah. And that's one of the things I think is, is whenever I travel and I see people lined up outside of a museum and they're lined up for blocks, I think when you choose to go to an exhibit now, whether it's an artist studio or a gallery, you're getting, you're getting tickets usually free to what some people might be standing in line for, you know, a century from now, if the planet exists, that is. So, (laughs) so, I mean, but, but people, you never know what, what art is, and to get to see the, the, our contemporary, the contemporary artists around us, um, you know, just like in their studio or up close and personal, but to have firsthand experience. So, so yeah, I, I'm glad you also think that. Yeah. And I, that's why I love Saturday Night Live art shows too. I'm going to bring that up again because it puts a light on those artists and puts a positive, um, makes a positive space for these artists because I have found when I first started, I found it intimidating to be around other artists, like thinking like they're better than me or just a lot more experienced. So when you have this, this group of artists cheering you on and making you feel good and um, really encouraging you to be out there and shine your light, I, I think that's beautiful. And then that in, is a ripple effect and inspiring other artists to do the same thing. Yeah. And so... And I mean, sometimes there's people who, you know, we have artists, obviously, from anywhere from children to, like I said, people who this is their, their livelihood. And obviously, what we see is what people have in common is that desire to to share that because there are people who would say, Oh, that's not, you know, maybe it's not part of their brand, they they want they need something that's more formal, because obviously, us filming informal videos from from home or our studios without editing or, you know, sometimes the lighting or the sound or camera angles or whatever. It's, it's very imperfect, which is kind of the point. But I think one of the things that's so cool is that as visual artists, so often visual artists, they're obviously they're visual, they're dominant that they're, they're comfortable creating something to see, but then maybe aren't comfortable talking. And so really what, what this does is it's like, it, it offers people a chance to, to practice, to develop that side of themselves. I always, I mean, coming from a theater background, I was used to talking and 
connecting and communicating with people. And so I, in some ways I've taken for granted until possibly even doing Saturday Night Live art shows when I discovered how many artists aren't comfortable speaking. And so regardless of whether somebody thinks, oh, this is, you know, uh, the, the perfect uh, venue for displaying their art, it does prepare people for the kind of experiences that do require speaking in front of a crowd or uh, pretty much anyone who wants to have an art career does, it does require being able to talk about the work. So it, yeah, I think it, it, it really does help people develop themselves. I know it did for me. And I know for Joan Marie, who didn't do much talking. And Nicole too. Yeah. 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 And um, it has helped all of us immensely on how to talk about our work and be comfortable with that and express ourselves and uh, for it to come with ease instead of struggle. Because when people would ask me, what is your work about and what is it that you do? I couldn't really explain it before. So now it's, it's much easier to. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember back when I first started, well, for me, starting to write about the art and Alison Stanfield was a huge help for me in that, that, um, of our business, our business success. She helped me a ton because before I started working with her programs, what I would say was I make cityscapes and I, it's like my, I, I couldn't connect the words to what I was doing visually. And so the more I wrote and wrote and wrote, it, it, it helped me to be able to talk. And, and for me, when I, I became comfortable with talking, however, I think I had like kind of a perfectionist thing going on where I would just talk about how I wanted to make videos, but I wasn't doing it because I wanted them to be perfect. And if I put them out and they didn't look professional, then what? If, and so this is a venue where it's just been a lovely opportunity to not be perfect. And people still like them, even though they're not perfect. Yeah. I always say there is perfection and imperfect in imperfection. Like there's a beauty in in imperfection. Um, So thank you for that. Yeah, you do. Because you're a little instigator fairy. (laughs) (laughs) What words of wisdom do you have for other creatives? Well, I would say create. (laughs) Um, I think I think self-care is really important. So if a person's gift and their and skill is to create, we don't get to create unless we take care of ourselves. So I think I, I keep hearing kind of a, a lot with, with different artists that are my friends. And also I experience this as well, this desire just to create and create and create. However, we all live in physical bodies and those it's require food and sleep and all those exercise and all those things that seem maybe ordinary. However, for, for creative people that go into sort of a zone, there has to be, doesn't have to be, but to remember to, to, to care for oneself, it's, it's important. I agree. That's very important. And the other words of wisdom I would say is, is just keep creating because so often, I mean, maybe when people start out there, there could be this desire for feedback and, and does, does the world want what I'm creating? Do other people want this? 
However, when a person creates just from an authentic place of, of a need to create and a desire to create and just keep creating, eventually the, and then also sharing that work, eventually the people that, that are that are meant to resonate with that work will and the work the work will naturally evolve however it's it's so it's a step by the journey it's like a little piece at a time every single day um my friend uh julian johnson who's an artist she she calls it miles on the paintbrush you just you just keep taking steps forward that. and uh that that's basically that's just kind of the how it goes you just keep creating it reminds me of when i first started painting again and wanted to do it professionally and you were mentoring me and you said the same exact thing like you just keep creating you're like cheryl just keep going because i would just keep questioning and i don't know what to do next and what am i supposed to create and uh i was just a little confused and I didn't realize at the time the importance of just getting to the canvas and getting into the process and being in that moment instead of in my head, which I was in my head so much. So, You've really come out of your head a lot because yeah. I can see the flow, the energetic flow that's just like whooshed, whooshed through your your work as it continues to evolve and so you're 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 definitely a an example or a testament of that of how the work will naturally evolve beyond what you could have imagined i mean you couldn't probably imagine what you're creating now no in the past right no not at all and i mean nor could i you know years ago i'd have like a glimpse of cities back when i was painting abstracts but it took me years to even you know, I, I do one here and there, but it took me years to really commit and do that. However, I, it took actually doing the work for the work to evolve. It doesn't evolve in the head and get to uh, once it figured out in the head and then start. It's just a, you know, it's, it's a key, it's a keep going, keep going. Yeah. Keep the energy. I always compare it to kind of like a filter. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. know if a water filter is a good example, but you know, where, that everybody's body and their, their, and their spirit, everything is, 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 is filters, filters life because we are exposed to, uh, however many billions of bits of information and we, we filter it through us and then through our art. And so the more we clean, the more we make art, it almost cleans our filter. It, it's so that, so that what starts coming through, it, it stops being, hmm, I don't know how to say that, but it, it, there's a, there's a purity that starts that 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 comes out more and more because it, we work through the some of the technical skills or through the frustration or the different emotions, and what comes out is something. Uh, I guess I can't think of anything other than pure. Do you know what I mean? I agree, and I love that analogy. And you've told me that before, and that's also something else I go to when especially when I go into self-doubt and like, what am I doing? And is this even good? Or um, just a lot of that negative self-talk. And then I think of your words of wisdom. So thank you for that. Like you've really been a big um, influence in my life and guiding light 
And I'm here doing this today because of you. So you were an instigator too. You made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been super magical. I mean, I know Cheryl shared in her first episode, you know, we met, you know, I was at her house as a henna artist. So to, to see her evolve and go from someone who was telling me that she just wasn't painting at the time to someone who is creating all the time and inspiring so many people. It's, it's absolutely, it's match. It's been magical to watch. And then to feel like to have gotten to be a part of, of that journey. It's like, it's kind of that way. Anybody that's being an artist, you don't, taking the time to stop and talk with somebody or to tell them, Hey, do it, do it, go for it. You know, um, it's been a, a big honor and it's also been a reminder to me. Oh, I, I'm, um, I'm capable or I'm there. There's, there's a, there's a inner, uh, value and power in, in, um, in connecting with people. Yeah, absolutely. And adds value to, I think, I think I've heard a lot of artists struggle with, Hey, what, what is their work? What's it doing in the world? You know, we can go, Oh, it's not, it's, is it, you know, it's, we're not being a doctor and all the things that, that seem like immediate, but, um, uh, like Sieglinda, who, who mm-hmm. also does Saturday Night Live, our shows, she had said, yeah, she talked about, it's like changing the, um, the energy, helping someone change their energetic vibration, what lifting someone's mood, what greater gift is mm-hmm. it for somebody to look at their wall and, or even if it's not on their wall and have their mood shifted. We all, we all need that these days. Oh yeah. Especially now. Uh, I think one of the words I use is um, healing through the power of art is what Saturday night live art shows does. So uh, healing the world through the power of art. Yeah. I mean, we start, we heal ourselves. Yes. And yes, hopefully that inspires other people to heal themselves. So then everybody's in a better mood and then everybody's nicer. (laughs) And we live in a world of unicorns and rainbows. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) And sparkles. Uh, Okay. So you recently had a body arc for the soul experience with me. Uh, which I really enjoyed. Is there anything you want people to know about that experience? Well, it it was a very, very special, magical experience. And I think it's, it's, it's something that I think people could put on their list for if they come to LA, uh, it's a sort of a a self-care experience because I didn't really know, um, I was something I was scared to do. Um, however, it, I felt like it, 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 time went by really, really quickly and it was, it was relaxing, but it was also super invigorating and, and magical. So I highly recommend uh, for people to I don't know, consider seeing themselves differently. And it's just really fun to be part of art. And if it's like another artist, 
it's it's just really fun to be in the position of watching another artist uh, go into their zone and create and actually not be making the art decisions, which those of us who make art have a lot of decisions to make from what we're creating to marketing to just a million decisions. So it was just nice to not be making decisions and be taken care of. Yeah, and to just let go and allow someone else to do their thing and trust their vision. Um, yeah, there's something there's something very powerful about about that, and then the surprise of to see what you what you saw and what you created, and I think it's also really important for artists to to uh, support each other, whether it's you know, in sharing, you know, sharing each other's art, commenting, connecting people, you know, if there's anybody that knows somebody that would love your body art, you know, that's an amazing way to uh, support, you know, to support you, just like if you know someone who likes, you know, a different artist painting, you know, connecting other people can, can really go a long way. And I think a lot of, a lot of times creative people get so, uh, in a spiral of like focused on how they're going to, you know, move themselves forward. They forget that we actually, a lot of times uh, do better when, when we help other people and other people help us. So. You taught me that when you did a Saturday night live art show once and you showed the collection you had from you had from other artists and I didn't know about that collection or maybe you showed it to me I didn't remember um and that's where I learned the importance of um an artist supporting other artists and how special that is and uh it was something beautiful that that I learned from you so thank you for that you're welcome and now you're collecting art I am and it's the best thing and I have one of your pieces and when people come over I'm like my friend Brooke Parker made this this isn't my piece she made it and you know it's it's wonderful to see and for people to look at and uh yeah to share that with others who come into my home and um it's like an energy exchange. And, you know, something I saw on you was like the difference in your energy before our session and then after. And I mean, I really noticed it in, in the videos and I just thought that was so like, it just filled my heart with so much love and expansion and like joy. And it's something I always take with me after a session and I think you I don't know of all the ones that I've done yours was like the most like you showed the most like emotion and uh it was just really so wonderful to see and uh it's like a gift for me too because it just it filled me up with so much happiness yeah yeah a lot, a lot of people commented on that shift and I guess my brain was not there I was just so focused on how I felt at the end and how I did not want to take my my paint off <laughs> and I wore it around and like I think until at least midnight and I and <laughs> so I wasn't thinking about like the shift I made I was just so hyper 
uh, aware of how I felt uh, in that time. And then I was like, oh, this would be fun to do regularly, whether once a year or <laughs> I guess every day is not a possibility. But <laughs> um, but also it's interesting too, just different styles. Like, and I appreciate, you know, that I didn't even occur to it. Sometimes it doesn't occur to me that my paintings are going to be seen by more than the people who live there. But I know you told me, you know, great comments you've gotten from people. And, and it's almost like when I shared, you know, I shared the, the, the photos that you did of me. It's interesting how, how people don't always recognize the difference in styles. You know, as artists, we get used to how we create and we can see the difference between different styles of art. But a lot of people thought it was a self-portrait or that I'd done it of myself. Yeah. And well, there's, that's another opportunity. If there's any artists listening, is just, it really, it, that's, it really helps. It's kind of our job to help educate people about our, you know, our style, our friend style or, or different things. Cause how, how is somebody to have somebody to know if they're not in that, if they're not in that world? Yeah, exactly. I'm always careful. Like if I post like a painting that I bought from someone, I'm like, this is not my painting. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> This is, you know, so-and-so's painting and I'm, I'm just sharing it. And uh, yeah, I could see how people could get confused. And it was interesting to see all the comments when you posted the photos of you and what, you know, there's some people um, got a little confused and I, I can totally understand that. And it's sometimes hard to tell, what is this? Is that a picture? Is it a painting? And did you do it of yourself? And so, but that's what I love about what I do. I love creating these illusions. So um, it, it makes people think. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they are. That's why I, I love, I fell in love with when I started seeing, seeing you doing those was just this, this magical you know, vision of a person and how they're all completely different. Um, and then they bring a, a, a different energy, which is also why I think, you know, a, another word out there to artists is, as artists, if we want people to appreciate our work and buy our work, it really does help to choose to to adopt art that inspire. Like I, I buy art that inspires me, um, even if it's a small piece, and bring that energy of someone else into my home. It is it is fun to have the experience of being the collector, as as you know as well, because it kind of at least it's for me it shifted the mindset of of it's not it's really not just about the art. Um, as artists, we think, oh, it's just about the art because we made it. And that's something I'm learning even more deeply, I think this week, <laughs> but um, that there's so many considerations that go into the mind of a person buying art and uh, their home and their life and their family. And there's so many considerations that I think it does help artists to, to purchase art so that they can be in the other side of it and under, and understand what, um, what, what a buyer goes through. A hundred percent. And um, it's a totally different feeling and it's a wonderful feeling. Like I love having other artists work in my home and the different energy that it brings to my home. Um, that's what I really enjoy. And that's, and it makes me understand more of what I want to bring to other people and the energy I want them to feel. Um, so yeah, that's a really great I, point. Yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend it for like artists to start looking at other artists 
and you know that they're interested in and what they want to bring into their space and uh, to be supportive and uh, so it really meant a lot to me that you um, jumped in I envisioned it for a long time I always wanted you to do this with me and uh, I had so much fun with you so thank you for um, trusting me and my vision and uh, being so much fun. <laughs> it was epic. <laughs> so how can we find you? Well, the first thing I want to say is I've created an elaborate scavenger hunt around town <laughs> with a series of clues that you can try to find where, I'm just kidding, um, I have a website, which is my name, brookeharker.com. And I also have Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, you can always tune in and watch our Saturday Night Lives on Saturdays, which is on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook on and, and Instagram. <laughs> yep. And I'm on some other social media sites that I don't update ever. So <laughs> you can find me there too. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. It was such a pleasure. And I really wanted people to hear everything you have shared with me, all your words of wisdom and gold, golden nuggets of um, words that have helped me through my journey as an artist that I feel other artists can really benefit from. So thank you. Thank you for, thank you for having me. And I'm so proud of you for for all the people you're inspiring and everything you're creating. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Thank you for being a friend, my friend. Yeah, we became friends. <laughs> See, art make art it creates friendships because that gave us a reason to talk. It does, yeah. Yeah. It does. Thank you for joining me in this episode's Creative Spirits Podcast. I always enjoy having you along. And if you want to see more of my work and get to know me better, you could go on CherylBenji.com or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. And I have a beautiful Facebook community called Creative Spirits. I would love for you to join in on that and become a member. And please follow and please share with anyone who you think might be interested in my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. It would mean so much to me. I really want to spread the creativity, the inspiration, and all the goodness and have a ripple effect of beauty out there in the world. Love and light always. Until later.